Welcome to another episode of the Tech Matters Podcast, sharing our vast business and development experience with developers like you, helping you to create better products, better businesses, and we hope a better you. Now, author and award-winning mobile innovator, your host, Stephen Feather. Tech Matters Episode 1, Slow Down to Go Faster. It doesn't matter how well you code or how quickly you can design a UI, how quickly you can evaluate the scope of a project or how quickly you can close a ticket if you are physically and mentally unwell. As developers, we have jobs that put a lot of demand on our bodies. We have the physical demands that come from sitting for 8 to 10 hours a day, long sedentary hours. We suffer from poor diet. We suffer from uh, really terrible eating habits. Even if you've got a standing desk, that still doesn't negate the fact that physically your body is having a toll placed upon it. And then we can throw in the mental demands that come from being what Peter Drucker termed in 1959, a knowledge worker. We've got distractions that pull for attention. We've got the pressure from our managers and bosses to meet deadlines. We have peers that have needs. We have customers that we're trying to provide service to. And then at the same time, in our particular industry, we end up needing to assemble the tools and the environment with which to build. When Peter Drucker termed knowledge worker, it set some magical distinction between those who were uh, factory workers, manual laborers, and those who did this new knowledge work as if there was a huge distinction between the two. I don't believe there is. The factory worker, while he may not have the mental stress of a day-to-day job, he has the physical stress that comes from eight hours a day working a piece of machinery or a farmer who works for eight, 10, 12 hours a day tilling the fields. Or the guy who's fixing your electric. Or the guy who's out fixing your car. There's a physical demand placed upon them. Knowledge workers have demands as well. The factory worker doesn't have to assemble his machinery. He may have to know how to fix it. But he doesn't necessarily have to build it. As knowledge workers in IT... We're handed a computer, we're told what tools we're going to use, and unless there's a specific IT department that manages all of our setup for us, we end up building the machinery we use to produce. That's an element of stress that not a lot of other folks have. And all of that pressure and stress manifests itself in two ways. Absenteeism. We just don't show up for work because we can't. We don't feel well, we're sick. And so we stay home. Or it presents itself as presentism. (laughs) I love that term, presentism. We come to work, but we're not really there. We're not fully engaged. And I bet right now, if we took a poll of everybody listening right now, 
most of us fall into that second category. It's been a long time since you've had a vacation. It's a long time since you've had a break. You're here. You're not operating at your best. The answer really does seem to be vacations. Here in the United States, particularly in the IT industry, we don't necessarily have two weeks paid leave to go and take a vacation. In the UK, I believe they're looking at six and a half weeks of mandatory vacation time. And the French, we won't even talk about the French. I think they work four days a week now. And while as Americans we mock that as somehow the Europeans are less productive than we are, there's actually a lot of studies and that they show health benefits that come from taking a break. A vacation is a period of time used for rest that help workers detach psychologically from work and the other daily demands and routines of life. Now, I want you to catch that because this is the important part. Detach psychologically. It means you're not thinking about work. You're not answering the phone while you're at Disney World. You're not sitting on the beach checking email. You're not worried about every project that you've ever worked on and that code isn't running through your mind. And it takes about two days for this to occur. So just because you've got Saturday and Sunday, by the time weekends don't count. You need two days to get into that mode, and it's going to take action on your part. It means setting guidelines. It means setting restrictions. And we'll talk about that in a future episode, how to properly set those boundaries with clients and peers and with management. Vacations. Frequent or infrequent? There's been a couple of studies done that showed that if you have an infrequent vacation schedule, let's say you only take one or two weeks every year, the first two to three days of that vacation are like withdrawal. You suffer from high blood pressure, poor sleep quality, bad mood, a lack of initiative. In some cases, folks actually have fever, migraines, and upset stomach. They sound like a drug addict who haven't had a hit in a couple of days. Our bodies get into the habit of work. They get into that schedule. And when we extricate ourselves from that, the body goes through withdrawal. So the key is more frequent breaks. The other side of that is the effects of a long-term vacation wear off two to four weeks after you get back from vacation. So if you've only taken two weeks out of the 52 available to you this year, that means you took two weeks for your vacation, you've got four weeks, three to four weeks, let's say after that, you only have a month of true quality productivity from the effects of a vacation. And so if you have shorter, more frequent vacations, you don't lose the first couple of days of your vacation going through withdrawal. The effects 
don't have the same loss ratio compared to the vacations if you only took one. And it's not everybody who has that opportunity. And really, I don't either. I just set it up that way. I made a conscious decision to change my phone, cell phone carrier two weeks before I went on vacation. I didn't hand the number out to everyone. The new number was only given to folks who needed it for an emergency contact. I specifically chose a destination for the vacation that had terrible internet connectivity. That meant no Twitter, no Facebook, no email, no JIRA. Left all of that at home. Made the conscious decision to end all of our open projects a week before I left on vacation. That meant that the Friday before I was leaving, I wasn't running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to put everything to bed so that I could feel good, or actually not feel good, but feel less guilty about taking a vacation. We made it very clear to customers that no one was answering the phone during this period of time, and my business partner took a vacation at the same time. I also didn't plan to start new work until the week following my return from vacation. So essentially I had three and a half plus weeks where I could gear down, go on vacation, and then ramp back up when we got back. Now that didn't mean that we had two full weeks of business where we weren't doing anything. It just meant that the extra pressure of deadlines, shipping product, meeting sprints, wasn't weighing on the staff. Now, not everyone has this much control over their own schedule. But take back as much of the time that you do control. Be intentional in your vacation planning. Be disciplined enough to detach from work to use your vacation time to recoup. Thank you for listening. Please take the time to visit the forums at techmatters.fm and share your thoughts regarding this episode with us. 